0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Your team every day. Hello. This is John Dorsey. How are you doing, buddy boy?
2: beach
3: what
0: Better than this, guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and it's Super Show Friday, hosted by the Draft Dudes Podcast. We've got Trevor Sykema and John Ledger from the fantastic podcast, Locked On NFL Draft. Welcome to the show, guys. Well, I, thanks, like, I like that.
3: I like that because normally when we do our show, John always says his name first, so my name got to go first that time, so that was good.
0: I did That's that on true. purpose. I wanted you to feel important, Trevor. We actually wondered it. at Good a joke. time,
4: Trevor and I wondered if people ever, because I don't say which one of us is which, we wondered if people knew that I was John and he was Trevor, and maybe they'd be Wait, confused. you're John? <laughs> I thought you were I, was hoping,
3: I was hoping people in the comments would just go after John yeah. for my outrageous takes.
4: So the only way I could think to indicate who's who is, other than to just like blatantly point it out in an awkward fashion, is to say my name first, but... Maybe that's something that,
0: that's John. The one who talks about everything, Florida is Trevor. Everybody <laughs> loves Kyle. And obviously I'm Joe. So just, just for the people who may not have known that information, we're going to wrap up our series that we've been uh, doing for the last three weeks on uh, second or third year players on the teams in the AFC and NFC West that need to have good seasons or breakout seasons to affirm what we thought about them throughout the draft process. So these are some guys that maybe haven't uh, lived up to the expectations or where we thought they would be, but this is a defining year potentially for their career, but most importantly for our brands mm-hmm. because we need to hit on as much stuff as we can because we know you like to let us know when we're wrong. So uh, we're gonna. Reg- I guess we're going to take this next uh, 20, 30 minutes and remind every one of the players that uh, we Need to uh, look good so that we don't look bad. I think so, it's very uh,
1: cute that this thing, you think this thing's going to last 20 to 30 minutes. Well, that's adorable.
0: We, we control our own destiny. So let's see if we can do it. Um, we'll start with the AFC and um, hopefully everyone has their picks ready. Cause we're starting <laughs> with the Denver Broncos. And so I I I'm I that I'm, i am can't stall any further. I'm going to go to John because I think he's going to be able to come through <laughs> with his pick right away here. So what, what do we got, John?
4: <laughs> I just got tossed right under the bus. Well, everybody's performed pretty well, honestly. I was actually on the Broncos, so this worked out very nicely. Everybody's performed pretty well for the Broncos that I kind of had indicated that I liked pre-draft. So I'll go with a guy that i i did like a lot and last year was kind of average which i expect him to be in garrett Bowles, the left tackle I, I had a first round grade on garrett Bowles. i thought last year he was pretty average i kind of knew it would take a little bit longer for him he was one of those upside guys that i said i was kind of taking a chance on in my first round grades because i thought his traits and his tools were really good and his demeanor was what he wanted to and he had the size and just kind of everything that i was looking for just wanted to take a chance on a guy like that uh, every time and i think Hopefully, he takes a big leap this year. That's what I need to have happen. You no, know, it's too early to say anybody's been disappointed by him. I think at this point, but certainly the expectation should be that he'll be better than he was a year ago for Denver. So Garrett Bowles is the guy I'm going with. Trevor, who do we have? Uh, mine's a guy. It's a little bit
3: different. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with DeMarcus Walker because. I actually wasn't too high on Demarcus Walker because a lot of people thought that he was going to be more of an edge player. I thought he was more of a linear guy that was inside. So I'm looking at him from the vantage point that I had going into the draft and how I saw him as a prospect, how, again, I'm going to see him in his second year try to – I guess find his way on this, on this Broncos front, where exactly are they going to play him? Obviously they just drafted Bradley Chubb as well. They have Von Miller as they're two edge guys. And so what happens with Demarcus Walker, where does he end up? Where does he end up getting playing time with them and really where he succeeds and kind of the way that he might succeed in the NFL will go a long way. At least I don't know about success or failure, but at least tell me or give me a hint to how I scouted him. um, And if that, that was correct. And so I'm going to be keeping my eye on him for that reason.
4: What a bizarre
0: pick. Walker is going to be an interest. He was right. He was very high pick and kind of out of position. So he's going to be a case study, right? I mean, we're going to learn things. uh, Yep. See how he, uh, how he unfolds. Kyle, I got a feeling you're going to talk about a tight end.
1: Yeah. I like big butts and I cannot lie boys. (laughs) First of all, you know, Joe kind of skipped over me in the intro. So since we're talking about the Broncos, I would like to point out that I'm having the time of my life talking with you guys on this podcast. (laughs) Butts like Vance Joseph. On uh, Monday night, <laughs> week ones. Every season he's been a head coach. But Jake Butt, Jake Butt, unfortunate injury that he suffered in the bowl game towards ACL, which kind of ruined his rookie season. Uh, but Butt was a guy that I, I really, really liked coming out. Pretty much the entire Broncos tight end group in general is my brand, like Jeff Hireman being another guy. He was drafted in the third round of 2015 thought he was really athletic Ohio state as they always do just refuse to throw on the football. But you have a guy in Jake, Butt who I thought was really pro ready. I thought from an inline perspective, kind of being a guy that, that can work through traffic and is effective using his body as a quote unquote power forward type receiver and, and using his body to shield the football. And he was just that reliable pass catcher, which was really, really impressive to have at Michigan because they absolutely needed somebody with the quarterbacks that they've been trotting out there throughout the course of, uh, time there. And, and he earned every single catch that he had and they made him work for a lot of catches. So, but for me, a big turnaround this year would be potentially rising up into the starting tight end, uh, tight end role and, and kind of commandeering some middle of the field receptions. He's never going to be a volume guy there with, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, all these guys there. But if, Butt can at least turn into a starting tight end, that would be a big hit for me because that's what I thought he could be coming out.
0: My guy pains me. I got to mention Carlos Henderson here. He was my uh, 39th overall mm. player last year in a second round grade. And man, I loved him, right? I loved him coming out. I thought he was everything everyone thought Corey Coleman was going to be. And then he has the injury early in his rookie year. And then like, he's just MIA right now. So I'm not very optimistic. He's going to do anything this year. It's not great, but I, I, I look, I, if somehow Carlos Henderson, his career on track, I'd much appreciate that before we close the book on the Denver Broncos. I have a question here for John and Trevor, because Kyle and I have a bet going right now between. Yeah. Yeah. So one of our bets this year is that I think, the Cincinnati Bengals will have more wins than the Denver Broncos. So, John, Trevor, go on the record. Are you a Team Broncos more wins or Team Bengals more wins? What do you got, Trevor?
2: Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company manscaped just launched their brand new perfect package inside the manscaped perfect package you'll find their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer which features skin safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts speaking of smelling nice let's be real no one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them that's why i am thankful for the crop preserver and crop reviver these products keep your crotchal region from sweating smelling and sticking the perfect package will also come with a pair of manscaped will thank you twenty percent off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscape.com.
3: Uh, uh I think I think the Broncos. I think the Broncos get more
4: sad. Bengals for sure have more wins. Yeah.
1: No! Oh. See, there listen, we go. there it is. This is just a continuation of Trevor and I continue to be like minded individuals. We find it more and more on every single week of this show.
4: We really,
0: really do.
1: <laughs> okay. Who <yeah>. uh, day?
0: <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's get get flipped on over here. Um, we're going to start with Trevor. So hopefully you have your pick ready. And I'd uh, like to know the player that you need to shine for your brand this year.
3: Uh, my guy's Tano Passaniel. Um I thought that he – I was really intrigued with him when he went in his senior bowl. Obviously, uh, anytime. You know, we talk about length and size being like ideal for the NFL and bigger is normally better, especially if you're the athlete to do it. But, man, he is just so big, Uh, six, seven of a dude. uh, It's hard to play really any position with that kind of a size, because, you know, normally if you're talking about a guy that big, you're talking about a trench player. Then you're talking about leverage so you're talking about a lot of different technique and flexibility that's that's required for it. And um, I kind of believed in him. I believed in him after that senior bowl. When I saw the, him there, and I saw the flash that he had, goes to Kansas City. I thought that was a weird fit for him because Kansas City. I was like, well, he's not going to be hands in the ground in a lot. I think he's going to be a. I think they're going to make him more of a stand-up dude because they weren't going to make him a. I didn't think a defensive end in that system, and so that appears to be what they're doing more for him this year. Apparently, he's supposed to get more of a feature role uh, as a pass rusher and even as a full-time player. And so I was decently high at Tano, and so that's the dude who I'm watching.
1: Kyle, what do we have here for the Chiefs? Yeah, this is a weird team for me because as I look through a lot of the, the players that they have, that are fairly young players. Like They've all either performed expectations or I didn't like them. So uh, Tano would be one for me that I didn't have him rated as a second-round player, which is where he was drafted but I really, really loved his game. And for him being from Villanova, I I had a chance to see him firsthand a couple of times in college and uh, really, really liked the traits that he had. And then he comes to the senior bowl and he's got that really nasty inside move that he, he hit once or twice and showed some ability to kind of turn the corner with some bend. And I got pretty excited about his game. You know, you put the asterisk next to him and say, yeah, you know, small school kid pretty raw with his hands. So your expectations aren't super high, but like, Dano was a guy that I, I really, really loved even more than what his final evaluation said about him. So I would I would side with Trevor on that.
4: Anybody different, John? Uh, yeah, for me, Chris Conley, uh, the wide receiver from Georgia. I really liked him coming out. He ended up being a third-round pick. I think I had a second-round pick on him. And he's technically a fourth-year guy, but he got hurt uh, last year. So uh, I think he was on his way. They thought he was on his way in Kansas City. He knew there was going to be some development curve, but – you know just a kind of big bodied receiver with great athletic traits and high character guy and the kind of guy you want to bet on and so I'd like to see him take the next step I know that's crowded room right now Tyreek Hill and and Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson's had his flashes there and so I think he's gonna obviously make the team but I think that uh you know him being able to work into a wide receiver three role and uh, make an impact for that team I think it's going to be a big big help to me and my evaluations moving forward. Hey, real quick, John, have, uh, DeMarcus go go
3: to flo- where, where did Demarcus Robinson go to school?
4: Uh, Florida.
3: Yeah, oh, okay,
0: thanks.
4: The Florida Gators. But he hasn't done anything yet. Okay, we've got a Gator. That seems important.
0: <laughs> Gators <laughs> reference uh, fulfilled. You just, uh, I, you just had to so get it an <laughs> in, Joe. It, it's important. Uh, I have Tano on for the same reasons that uh, Trevor and Kyle articulated. So we are going to move on now to the Los Angeles Chargers and a uh, roster here with a lot of interesting young talent. So I'm anxious to hear who you guys think uh, needs to shine for your brands. Uh, let's start with Kyle this time.
1: Joe just hit Sim to end on that whole team. He said, <laughs> no, We ain't doing this again. Uh, as I look at the Chargers, I like this team. I think the obvious answer here is that we need to give a little bit of love to our boy Forrest Lamp, right? Lamp was hurt last year. Second round pick didn't get a chance to play. I love Lamp. I like big butts and I love Lamp. That's the theme of the show so far. (laughs) Sounds like a title for an episode. (laughs) Holy cow. We might have to use that, but uh, I had a chance to interview Forrest Lamp at the senior bowl and was really impressed with, you know, the conversations that you had with him talking about, you know, what his experiences were like at Western Kentucky and the, the opportunity that they had to play Alabama and, So experience playing left tackle and that versus being an interior offensive lineman, which is where he was kind of pegged as. And uh, he was a butt kicker. He reminded me of Joel um, Austin Corbett from Nevada, who was drafted uh, in the early second round this year. I valued both of those guys in the same range. And and my comp for Corbett was Forrest Lamb. And uh, we'll get a chance to see Forrest Lamb back on the field this year. I'm real excited for that. That's a good comp.
4: John what do we got man it I'm the only dude literally I looked at the whole roster the only dude that really stands out to, I mean I guess I could say Mike Williams but he was hurt some last year and he's not been bad so it feels kind of like a cop-out but I, I mean I do need Mike Williams to do well but guys, say Cardell Jones QB3 uh, yeah <laughs> I not, was wondering if you were going to was he QB3 oh <laughs> uh, he uh well actually I meant he's QB3 on the chargers but he oh, was high. okay I was, Trevor yeah, was about he to was, have an anger. No, he, was, he was my QB3, <laughs> so though. That's, that's accurate. He was my QB3 as well. I had Cardell Jones over Carson Wentz. So that is one of my big draft oh, mistakes good. that I am quite open about uh, and have Ooh, been over you, the years. Just I, wrote about it recently, so you can tell tra- Trevor doesn't read my articles. But, uh, no, no, absolutely <laughs> no, not. Never. Uh, I, listen,
3: I listen enough every day, dude. I don't got to read your no, words, too.
4: I don't blame you whatsoever. Uh to me, Cardell, I didn't think the accuracy issues were quite as bad in college as other people did, but it turns out they were pretty bad. Uh, I had a second-round grade on Cardell, so I wasn't like in love with him, but I did think he could develop into a good starting quarterback, and that hasn't happened at all. Um, and so, man, I'm just hoping he makes a team, keeps his career alive. That's all I'm hoping for.
0: <laughs> Geno Smith and Cardell Jones, the backups behind Phil Rivers. Uh, for me, I got Dan Feeney. Is it my even my turn? Did I skip anybody? I'm sorry if I did I mean, Trevor? Did I get the
3: Trevor? Mine would have been Mike Williams, but John already said that that was a cop out answer, so it's fine.
4: <laughs> no, for me it was just because
3: Oh okay. how high were no, you? No, Mike Williams. Uh, I, I had Corey Davis wide receiver one, but Mike Williams was wide receiver two. So, I mean, you know, this it's like you said, though, it's kind of an obvious because it's a very big year for him. Um, he obviously had the injury that he went through when he was at Clemson, he missed all of his rookie season. And so, you know, this is, this is a big year for him. I think availability wise, I I mean, if nothing else, like he's just got to make sure that he's on the football field and takes care of his body. And I know some of this stuff is just, you know, freak accident things, but when injuries happen whether they happen for freak injuries or like freak reasons or not, then you have that tax on your body. It happened. And so, um, it's always tough to get over a multitude of injuries in your career. Mike Williams is a really talented outside wide receiver. And so you just, I, I want him to be healthy for this entire year so we can really see what he can do.
0: I got Dan Feeney, uh, guard from Indiana. I had a first run grade on him. Loved him. He's an ass wow. kicker. Um, and, uh, I, he he got a chance to play some as a rookie, and he was up and down, but mostly down. Uh, but it's good that he has some experience under his belt, but uh, looking for him to be a really high-level starter uh, right away this year. We've seen what uh, Anthony Lynn was able to do with Richie Incognito it, with the Bills. And I think it, him at that left guard spot and getting him uh, moved around a little bit in terms of vertical blocks and trap blocking and stuff, I think. Uh, he has a, a great skill set for that role, so I'm anxious to see Dan Feeney have an awesome year this season. Uh, what are the, we've got to move on here to the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, uh, very polarizing team here. So let's start with uh, let's start with Trevor this time. Give me your player on the Raiders that you need to show out this year.
3: Well, oh, it would have been Obi Melifonwu, but uh, you know, <laughs> um, not, he not great, he, he <laughs> not great. So. Um, I guess I'm I'm just going to go with Garyon Conley. Uh, I was pretty high on him as a cornerback when he was coming out. Uh, Big year for him to really step up and be the guy in the defensive back. Not not only just the cornerback spot, but the defensive back spot overall. Um, They need a guy who can be a shutdown and and be somebody they they depend on in the secondary. Um, And so they're going to need him. They're really going to need him this year.
4: This
0: is NFL Under Review. Local experts on the biggest NFL stories.
1: Kyle. Yeah, so I'm looking through this team. First of all, uh, Joe, you'd mentioned Richie Incognito. John, congrats for getting that follow. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Richie Incognito
4: does follow me on Twitter as well as Brad. He followed the other day. I don't know if he followed anybody else, but apparently he went on a following spree. I don't know if I should be concerned or... Yeah, no. I, I'm just going file that right. restraining order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm watching my six. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah,
3: I gotta start. I gotta start covering the Big Twelve if I want to get that incognito follow. I guess I don't know. Brad got it before I did. That's right. I guess so.
1: So Raiders, I'm gonna go ahead and take the L right off the bat. This is not as bad of an L as what John took, but I did really like Shalique Calhoun. And John, I oh, was referencing your Cardell Jones uh, L. I was not yeah, referencing yeah, yeah. Shalik. I don't want to put words in your mouth and say that you do like Shalik. I,
4: I did though. I had a or I had an early second round grade on Shalik. Yeah, he's a weird evaluation, wasn't he? Like pretty some good speed and bend, but not the toughest guy. And I think that's kind of what has undone him there.
1: Yeah, he's kind of just. I mean, you you even watched the the preseason games from this year mm. and Shalik's getting pushed around. Right. And it's like, come on, man. Like just no physicality to his game. But I, I, did have an early two on Shalik. He was drafted in the third round in 2016. And, uh, I thought this was a guy that could be, a, a six to eight sack a year type of guy and, and play not necessarily be your, your star rusher, but be a complimentary rusher. And it just hasn't gotten off the ground. And, um, uh, with the the other pass rushes that they have here with Tank Carradine and Bruce Irvin, and Arden Key, who's another guy that I'm going to be riding real. A lot of my stocks really going to be on how Arden Key does. I really, really liked Arden Key. Um, Shalice kind of buried on the death chart here, and I don't even know if he's going to make the team.
4: Yeah, it's a long shot, I think. John, my boy. You know, I mean, Gary Unconley was a top 10 player for me, so... I definitely have to note that one, and he's looked great since he's played this season, but obviously missed most of last season, so we'll see what happens there. The other guy, I'm just going to mention Carl Joseph, and not that he's been bad, but I had Carl Joseph as, like I think, a top 15, 20 player for me. Like I thought he would be a real game-changer, and I just don't think he's been what they drafted him to be, and he doesn't get criticized at all. It's probably one of the least discussed first-round picks since he came to the league. Has he not been good? I feel like I've much only read, help, like, he, oh, he's been okay. Yeah, that's right. That's what it's been. You know, so I feel like no one's really criticized him, although he should be better than when he, but he hasn't been impactful. Like, he hasn't created huh. splash plays. Okay. When I watched him in college, I thought, this is a guy that's going to create splash plays. Force fumbles, big hits you know run defense run in the alley you know making explosive tackles for loss interceptions that's what i thought of him i thought range i thought instincts ball skills um you know we big can't really hit anymore so yeah know. that's true that's not his fault that's just the league's fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I just don't know that he's become kind of what i envisioned him being and that's he just you know yeah so i just i'm hoping that this year third season he takes like a big leap and becomes an impact guy and and one of the better safeties in the league because right now i think he's fine like he's a good starter but like I wanted I wanted to hope that he would be more than he is. I have uh, Gary Conley as well here. He's a top 20 player for me in the 17
0: class. He basically lost his entire uh, rookie season to that shin injury. And so hopefully he's healthy and ready to go this the season because he has every number one cornerback. He can win in every technique. And, uh, you know, they need him right now. They've, they're counting on Rashawn Melvin and Sharice Wright. I know they just signed uh, Dominic Rogers kamarty but uh, you know there's not a lot of youth when you look at this uh, corner group here for the for the Raiders, and so for him to emerge, be that number one guy, like I think he can, something that we need to see. And you know, I know, I think all of us really like Conley coming out, so I'd like to see that happen for the brand.
1: Shall we switch over to the NFC, gentlemen? We shall. Yes. Okay, Trevor, I'm going to give you the first crack at the Seattle Seahawks, and the reason for that being is they have. An interior defensive lineman that I know is of great interest to you. And I'm of course, talking about Puna Ford.
4: <laughs> One of Trevor's favorites. Puna Ford would not have been my pick.
3: Um, <laughs> Shocked. I, seemed, I, I seemed to, at the Senior Bowl, when you guys were, you guys were pumping up Puna Ford so much, and I was just like, <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it. So, uh, He's excelling, yeah, I don't know, there, by I guess, the way. What did you say? He's playing very well in Seattle right now. You know preseason. I'll just Very take true. every excuse true. I can get Fair. at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deep here, Um and I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say wide receiver Demoree Stringfellow, and I don't even know if Stringfellow is gonna make team. But wow. you did love him. I forgot about this. I loved Morier Stringfellow. I really did. Didn't am like a four
4: nine? Dude, he's <laughs> a freak. Oh, did I might have to somebody else? What did he no, run?
3: No, he, no, he did not run a four nine. Okay. I'm thinking yeah, of somebody he, else then he, uh, he had to do his, his own private pro day though. Um, oh, okay. because of yeah, something numbers, I can't remember. I can't remember what happened that he didn't get invited to the combine, but it was like years and years ago oh, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. still didn't invite him to the combine. I can't remember what happened, but he had his pro day. He ran in like, po- like Pokemon Pikachu shorts, which was just, you know, to add to me loving the dude. um, <laughs> I I thought he obviously a bigger dude, very athletic guy. I thought he had pretty good production when they actually threw him with the ball at old miss. Um, yeah, a couple of flashes with, with where was he? Miami before. Right. Did he t- did, I yeah. mean, Like, yeah. He had did a great preseason I, in Miami. I was going to say, did I only get to see the highlights? Cause it seemed like the preseason last year Stringfellow was great, but, uh, now he's in Seattle. Their wide receiver group is all over the place. And I'm looking on the roster. I mean, they have Brandon Marshall, who's ancient at this point, but they don't even have anybody else close to the mold that Stringfellow is. So be nice if he made the roster for my brand. But um, yeah, there we are.
1: John,
4: Uh, a couple guys I could go with here. Tedrick Thompson's who I'm going to go with. I had a second-round grade, late second-round grade on Tedrick Thompson. He did not test well, but I loved his ball skills and instincts on tape. Last year, obviously, he didn't get to play a ton, but right now with Earl Thomas' situation, no Cam chancellor, looking more likely that he'll see the field. Uh, so how do those limitations show up? Is he able to make those big splash plays uh, that he wants did? He was a guy that I liked and not really many people other people did. So him looking good would be nice for the brand, I think, and hopefully he gets to start in Seattle this season. Joe? I drank the Nick van Kool-Aid
0: pretty hard uh, oh coming out God. in 2016. He was a third round <laughs> pick for the, for the Seahawks. I had him, well, oh, this is well, I don't know where this is headed. I had a second round grade on him. He was a 59th player on my board. I, 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 I thought he was a total pack. Well, because he well, was I a third had a, round, I thought pick, he was right? a total package, man. Oh, he dude. was a third round pick. He hasn't really done anything, but he's the starter because right now his backups will Disley, who has no receiving ability, and Tyrone swoops. who's a friggin' quarterback. So Nick Vanett's the guy there at tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I thought he had, roster you know,
3: is so weird. They man. just like
0: let guys go and don't it's even so, replace them. We, they're like, <laughs> ah, we got Russell Wilson. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he rust deserves a lot more but i thought Vanett had a lot of the physical traits that we saw in rob gronkowski not necessarily that it's a comparison or anything like that but in terms of being physical at the catch point being able to block and those types of things thought he can kind of be that
4: power forward type tight end so anxious to see him hopefully emerge this year for me marino says nick vanette is the next rob gronkowski that's all i heard yeah Roto
1: world uh, NFL draft yeah. Marino likens yeah. the yeah. to Gronkowski. What yeah. a headline. Put it in the headline. <laughs> My guy is Nas Jones and Nas didn't have a bad year last year for the Seahawks. He was a third round pick. Uh, it'll be big for them to get some production out of a defense tackle out of the draft class with uh, the Malik McDowell situation. So to have a guy like Nas Jones, that's, that's going to be able to step in and ensure that they do have some young blood there that's able to you know, perform well. Uh, I, I think it's really key. And I really like Nas for what he was able to do in a penetration role. Uh, I thought he got off the field really well for a big guy at UNC. And I just want to see him solidify his standing as a starter. Uh, he was more, it wasn't featured last year. I think I'd put it that way. So, Uh, Nas stepping into a starting role looking like he's going to have that role now just lock it down because I would be more than happy to claim a win on Nas uh, taking that starting role and performing as as a solid piece of that defensive front
4: do I get to claim a win can I can I ask if I can claim a win on Tyler Lockett now that he got his second contract I mean how weird is that dude has done (laughs) like he had a good rookie season then has done nothing for like two years just been a very average kind of guy you know, no one's even paid attention. He scored like one touchdown in the last two years, and now they just give him a contract extension. I was like, okay, ten I guess million a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I would not ten count that a as year. a win for me.
1: Ten million a year for six hundred receiving yards and three touchdowns a year. If that. Uh, I mean, no, those—that's literally his averages. He has nine touchdowns and like eighteen hundred receiving yards in three years.
4: I don't, I don't know. And six of those touchdowns, came when he was a rookie. So yeah
1: like nothing yeah he had like two touchdowns last year
4: i don't i don't get i mean I, I like tyler lockett i know he's been banged up and played through some injuries but you gotta you gotta give him the contract after this year then <laughs> you know so you just like, asked for the win
1: and then talked yourself out of the no, win. yeah i was being sarcastic in other words no, i don't deserve no. a
4: win for tyler
1: lockett john you're still on the clock man we're talking 49ers
4: See, I was hoping you would move through these Our Lads depth charts in like some type of order so I could have an idea which team you were going to <laughs> next.
1: But Joe, did. Or you could just be prepared for the show ahead oh, of time. Did
4: you have your players?
3: I got it. Down. Can I tag him in? Can I tag him in? You go, go, ahead, right. Trevor. go ahead,
4: Trevor. Jump yeah, in. Out. I know who All I'm right. picking, but go ahead. All right.
3: I, I was going to say, I'll buy you a little time. Um, I'm going to pick Solomon Thomas for <laughs> the same my guy. <laughs> it's not team Um... <laughs> for the same reasons that I talked about DeMarcus Walker, actually now it's a little bit of a different situation, but I was somebody who going into the draft said Solomon Thomas, Thomas wins at his best when he plays inside, or at least that's what I saw. That's the kind of player that I saw. And obviously him weighing what he did. I can't remember what he weighed at the combine, but it was not yet. It was like, it was not defensive tackle worthy. And so people were like, okay, well he has to play edge. All this kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't trust him to win enough on the edge, and so now, I mean, John put up a clip on Twitter not too long ago of them putting him inside on a pass rush rep. Was I assume that was a third down situation, right, John? Third and five. But they put him inside. So, you know, I I think they're giving him more looks inside this year. But it's kind of just, it's the same. I was high on what Solomon Thomas could do, but. I was thinking like it's got to be from the inside. If he is going to live up to where he's going to get drafted, I just feel like it's got to be as an inside presence. And so with his weight at it is what it is. Again, he's kind of a case study for me of wondering, okay, I really like what this guy can do from the inside, but his weight is not where, what it needs to be. So if he could like, if he is just stagnant on the edge or, can't be a full-time inside guy, then that's something that I'm going to have to go back to and and think about with my process as I go through tape. Even though I might really like a guy, I'd have to weigh that a little bit more. And so him, like Walker, very much case study for me this year.
4: That's an interesting point about Thomas because, no, I think he – I mean he was used as an inside rusher last year too, and he'll be used that way. I don't know that his usage will change a whole lot. They're still using him on the edge early downs and stuff like that. But he is a case study because – wasn't Solomon Thomas like the ultimate tweener in some ways, like the I mean, mm-hmm. max athleticism, great size, but like as big as you could be for a tweener, basically as well built as you could be for yeah. a tweener, as many flashes uh, as you could have. For, you know, he was just kind of the ultimate high, like inside, outside type of guy. But where could he find like a full time home type of thing is his ceiling. You know, I, to me, his ceiling was better than you know you think of michael bennett as the guy that all inside outside defensive linemen get compared to i thought he had a higher ceiling just because he was such a better athlete so that's kind of a high bar to set i think uh you know i think bennett's had a very good career i don't know if i'd say elite career but i thought thomas could have an elite career and so it is interesting because yeah i think he's going to be way better as an inside pass rusher this year on long and late downs but also he has to be able to win off the edge on early downs he can't be totally ineffective and he's a good run defender right now all the way around but Again, you can't kick him inside as a run defender on early downs because even at Stanford, that was an issue for him. You know, Getting off blocks and double teams and stuff like that, he had lots of issues with that. So in the NFL, it's just going to be even more of an issue. So he is a very interesting case study and probably one of the players out of the whole league I'll be watching most close to this season. I'll go with Josh Garnett, though, just to be different. I had a first-round grade on Josh Garnett. He was pretty average to below average as a rookie kind of struggled. there were some good moments there were some great blocks i know they run highlight reels and then the consistency especially in pass protection was definitely an issue then missed all of last season they thought about what to do with him in the offseason he could have probably come back last year they were like you know what new coaching staff new regime change your body see if you can drop 20 pounds 25 pounds you get in yeah, and get in, in shape to be able to run outside zone totally different system than what they were running before And he's done it. He's dropped the weight. He still had knee issues at the beginning of camp. They were talking about him getting cut for a while. Now he's locking down the starting role and has played really well in the last couple preseason games. Our boy Ted Wynn over at the Athletic, giving him some shout-outs recently, said he's been really dominant. So I'm just very excited. I think Josh Garnett in shape has incredible potential. So I'm just very excited to see... What happens with his career? They've already resurrected one guard's career in Lincoln Tomlinson. Not as big of a resurrection process for Garnett, I don't think, but still a pretty nice one if he can bounce back from what looked like him being on the brink of the roster to a starting spot. And at least an above-average starter this season, that would be a big win for me.
1: Shouts to John for a five-minute monologue on Solomon Thomas
4: <laughs> and then
1: going into another player. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I was convinced you were done after Solly. Never. And then you took my player, so ditto what you said joe oh, why don't did you like garnett tell us about, yeah I, I had garnett uh he was top 30 on my board oh, nice uh, joe why don't you tell us about akella witherspoon because i know that's exactly <laughs> where.
0: <you're at. laughs> you know i was gonna go thomas and then i was gonna go garnett and now i'm gonna go witherspoon which is was fate right kyle because i've been talking about it for of course. a years uh, i like witherspoon i i hate it the one th- okay i gotta get out of the way here when you watch this college tape he's disgusting in terms of his tackling ability. I mean, just, just horrible. And, and so if you can overlook that, which is really difficult, you see a really talented cover guy, guy that has a lot of length. He has really quick feet for his size. He's sticky in man coverage, has good zone awareness. And so I was really excited about him in the NFL. If he could ever show some more physicality and be willing to you know, defend the D gap. And so he came in, had a great rookie season. He's now uh, working opposite of Richard Sherman. And they've got a pretty good defense here in, in, in place in San Francisco. And, uh, you know, even in their safeties, they got a good nickel back in Kawan Williams. So he fits in really well with the secondary. And I'm, I'm anxious to see him continue his, his trajectory and making me look smart.
1: Okay. Let's go to the Rams. And, Joe, I'm going to put you right back on the clock.
0: The Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you know, I think the, I think a lot of us are going to say this guy, Josh Reynolds, right? I think he, Damn was, so, it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> he
0: was fun coming out of Texas A&M, a catch point monster, uh, really good in terms of his vertical receiving skill set. I had him second round grade number 44 on my board. I'm nervous about the market share, guys. I mean, we've got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. All in the fray here. You know they want to get these tight ends involved. And Cooper uh, Cooper's you know,
1: gonna sure stay on the cool. roster as a return guy. And he I is. heard Mike so Thomas he is.
4: I think Josh Reynolds is on the bubble, guys. I heard Mike Thomas might beat him out. Oh
1: let him go somewhere else and be freed. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure Josh Reynolds is on the bubble and that sucks.
0: But Well, then let him I mean, let I'm, him go somewhere. Let him yeah, come to
3: Buffalo. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. yeah.
1: There, you <laughs> go.
0: there you go. So Josh Josh Reynolds, uh, yeah, I don't know if the market share is going to be there, but he's he's a good football player, had a top 50 grade on him, and uh, would love to see him get an opportunity to uh, get some targets. John.
4: My guy is Tyler Higby, who I had a second-round grade on on tape, and then he had that stupid incident like three weeks before the draft, and I thought, this guy's such a moron. I gave him an undrafted grade. So if you look up my old big board, he's not even on it. But, <laughs> wow. Because I was that salty. But, I mean, but also – He had like wow, an- wow, right? Like, he he was punched some dude. dude. It was bad. I don't even remember the details. I don't want to like misquote it because I, it's been a long time since I read about it, but it was just bad. And like I was just like, man, it was – there was racial things involved. It was just a mess, and I was like this I'm not caping for this dude whatsoever, so I just took him off my board on the field i you know it seems like there hasn't been any incident since then, so hopefully he's turned his life around to some degree, but uh on the field, you know, it seems like i i, I really liked everything he brought to the table. He's been pretty good for the Rams kind of quietly, you know developed into a good blocker, a guy they actually trusted a lot last season, but Hasn't made like an explosive type of impact yet, so I guess I'm just looking for if he's got another level to his game, maybe it happens this season, but he would be one guy I'll have my eye on from the Rams this year. Trevor.
3: Yeah, I mean, mine's mine's josh reynolds i mean I'm, I'm looking around this roster and i wasn't caping for anybody nearly as hard as i was for him and so uh it's it, it's kind of a lot of the things that that joe said i mean and what john was said too like i'm, I'm worried that dude's not even gonna make the team i wondered if he wouldn't have last year too with all the um with all the kind of mush that they had at wide receiver you didn't know who was going to come out on top and i just got to say that it, it Nothing against Cooper Cup, but it super pisses me off the Cooper Cups having the success Reynolds is because <laughs> remember during the Senior Bowl when everybody talked about like Cooper Cup was having like one of the best <laughs> yes. Senior Bowls like of all time. And I'm like, yo, it, like NFL Network could not shut up about Cooper Cup having like the one of the best Senior Bowls that they've ever seen. And John was leaving every single day at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. And yet here we are, Cooper has a starting spot with the Rams. So now everybody thinks we were
4: wrong about that, but we were right about the senior bowl. I wasn't
3: wrong about
4: it. Just wrong about Reynolds. (laughs) Just wrong about Reynolds overall. I think I'd Reynolds and Zay Jones over Juju Smith-Schuster. So that just hurts right now, man. And I liked Juju. It wasn't like I disliked him. I just thought those two could be better than what they are. I I am pleased to
1: report that as the fourth person in line, my player's not been taken yet. Nice. I'm talking, of course, about Juan Price. I thought that was going to be your guy. I had him 81st on my big board. Wow. And Juan Price is apparently very scary for NFL teams because he was under 5'11. Mm-hmm. But Juan Price, aside from the fact that he wore those glorious short pants in <laughs> Pittsburgh that didn't even cover his caps yeah, at all.
4: Beautiful.
3: Uh, <laughs> Juan Price. No, Dude, yeah, scouting, it, 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 scouting is in the details,
4: folks. He it's was wearing compression shorts. He was playing football in compression <laughs> shorts. I mean, Juan Price was
1: a super productive player at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He started 35 games. He had 53 tackles for loss and 29 and a half sacks in his career. He was 5'11", 246, ran a subpar 40-yard dash, but had a bull, uh, an above-average 10-yard split time and an above-average standing broad. So, oh, and he's 5'11, but he had 32 inch arms. So his length was technically fine. Watched Juan Price and I said, yeah, you know what? This guy's non traditional, but I think this guy can ball. And lo and behold, if you look very closely at the LA Rams roster, you'll find they have absolutely zero outside pass rushers on their roster. So Juan Price has an opportunity as an outside pass rusher. To make an impact and he was a seventh round pick in 2017 but the guys in front of him are samson Ekibom, matt longer and that's it let's go i'll take one price. let let's get him on the field he's got three studs on the interior brocker sue and donald have you uh, seen win him donald in the
4: preseason beat. at all has he played has uh
1: played? i haven't had a chance to watch a lot of the rams i haven't seen him either so that may be something I do my homework with now that we've had this conversation and go back and check out some Rams uh, games. Yeah. I know I've certainly seen what John Kelly is doing on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> I guess for them, which he's just been wrecking dudes. But I haven't had a chance to like really sit down and dig deep into Ram's tape. But while uh, Price would be my guy. We are gonna finish with the Cardinals. Trevor, I'm gonna give you first crack. We'll go John. We'll go Joe we'll go meet and then we will wrap up this show i i know he's
3: not a second year guy he's a third year guy but i mean it it's got to be robert and kim DG for me just because i was i was so i would i was so high on what he could do athletically and strength wise on the interior and he just looks hella lost like it's still and that's not good for the brand as you guys would say so i mean he's my pick
4: for me, it's uh, DJ Humphreys, fourth year guy as well. Uh, wait, yeah, fourth year guy. Kim Diche a third year guy. I think you're okay, Trevor. But Humphreys for me, Gator great. Like I thought he. I had, was gonna say I was I was you know I was gonna. Ask I know him I knew you, you were yeah. School. And I loved him coming out. I had a first round grade on him, and he's been hurt, and he's not there really made the progress you hoped he would. And there's been flashes, and everybody's you know, it. His, it's his year, and I've been on last year. I was like, it's his year, man. I watched him in preseason. I was like, he's ready he's ready and then he got hurt he wasn't very good and then he got hurt again and it was just like man this guy can't stay healthy and like everybody's like pumped about him this offseason, like he's about to establish this is the year I'm like I can't I can't believe yet and then I watched him get turned inside out by who they play was it Randy Gregory they play the Cowboys I think they play the Cowboys this past week in preseason yeah he got wrecked by Gregory on one rush and I was just like here we go again so I mean they need him to be really good I mean, he and Ayapati's had injuries and is not the same player in decline. Now they get a rookie at center, and Justin Pugh comes over. That'll be nice for them. He's a solid starter, but Andre Smith, the right tackle, just got absolutely taken to school by DeMarcus Lawrence the other day. So it is a mess outside of D.J. Humphreys and Justin Pugh. If Humphreys can be the guy they want him to be, they need him to step up. He's not horrible, but he's definitely not been worth the first-round ability and the first-round pick that they used on him. So, he's got to play out to that value. And this might be his final chance at doing that in Arizona.
0: Greg little's still in the NFL. He's on <laughs> he his roster.
1: He was, yep. he, he was, dropped he a couple of a passes. off. Yeah. So he, they called him last year and invited him to camp. And he said, I'm not in shape and he didn't go to camp and he spent the last yeah, next 12 months. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um,
3: John, next time you call me for the podcast, I'm just going to tell you <laughs> I'm not in shape.
1: But they said, he, they said, he like said, I'm not in shape and hung up the phone on him and then spent the next 12 months, like working out, like religiously and got back in shape. I feel like he's always I looked I, pretty
4: jacked. Like he's always looked the part. Right. Right. Uh, I'm yeah, like I had no idea. He
0: drafted in 2011. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. He hadn't played since 2015. Uh, so I had to pick, uh, the Raiders or excuse me, the, the Cardinals. The Hassan Reddick for me. Hassan Reddick for yeah. me, guys. Uh, he had a first-round grade on him. and was really excited about him transitioning to that off-ball role, and he got moved around a ton last year. Really didn't make much of an impact, but now he's uh, part of this defense where I think it's, it's going to be more 4-3, and he'll be more of a true off-ball linebacker, which I think suits his skill set under uh, Al Holcomb there, the defensive coordinator. So looking for him to uh, really emerge and be that second-level defender, I thought he could be after seeing him and mobile at the senior bowl and, and thinking about his traits and how well they translated to the off ball role. So looking for it all to come together
1: here in year two for Reddick. Yeah. Reddick. It felt like they kind of got boxed in when they had some of the injuries at the edge and they just started playing him on the edge just because they needed guys out there. And it was like, well, this isn't why you took it, him.
4: That's literally exactly what happened. It's so stupid. You're already transitioning to a new position. Why would you stymie that growth process?
1: yeah because golden NFL went down and...
4: coaches <laughs>
1: <laughs> my guy was hassan reddick thanks for stealing my thunder joe but totally agree with everything you said like the the fact that you're going to get him off and you're going to let him play it sam you know this is a guy that had former experience as a defensive back when he came onto temple and then bulked himself up to be a guy that they they had playing as pass rusher uh Playing him at Sam where he's going to be tasked with, you know, getting into the bodies, of tight ends, and turning and running down the field. Like, I really like that fit a lot. And I think that he will be able to shine in that role for the Arizona Cardinals. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Draft Network Super Show, our second rendition of this show here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. These take place every Friday. So make sure you follow and subscribe to both Locked On NFL Draft, where John Leiter and Trevor Sycamore hold down the fort, and here on Draft dudes follow along with both of us, so it doesn't matter what Friday of month it is, you're always going to catch us if you follow both of those shows. Also, make sure you carve out some time. Swing over to the Draft Network. We've had an awesome week of content this week. We put out a ton of great stuff. We're doing big boards this week. We did top 10 positional rankings. Joe put out a mock draft. I mean, anything and everything that you could possibly be looking for. Uh, we are trying to get it all out there as we celebrate the kickoff of the college football season this year. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Trevor is at Tampa Bay Trey. Uh, John is at Ledyard NFL draft. Joe is at the Joe Marino and I am at grinding the tape. And this is the TDN super show on draft dudes. And we will catch up with you all again next week.